0: i am holly and i am danielle and this is the spooky hour the makers of halloween are gonna come sue us now uh no it's a parody they can't sue us yeah haha
1: fun fact you guys are if you're listening to this i don't know if Danielle's gonna edit this out but i studied music business for fucking four years and now i don't work in the music business so i know
0: that i know that yeah see her degree did her well
1: (laughs) yeah i'm using all of those all of those thousands of dollars really really well (laughs) (laughs) hi friends (laughs) bonjour Oh, fuck. We're changing all sorts of things. We're having a weird day today. It's such a weird day, guys. I think it's because we're recording on a Thursday, and we already recorded on a Monday because we had a surprise episode for you guys.
0: Yeah, and I hope you guys liked it. You guys are popping off on Twitter
1: about it, and we really appreciate it
0: because it was actually a lot of work to put that together. (laughs) And the next couple weeks are proving already to be absolutely crazy. It's it's getting uh, busy. That shit yeah get it but i think we have some exciting ideas for you guys and I'm we do because
1: october is coming and october is very important to us as, yes. as spooky people so you know we have to do something for you guys uh
0: and we're gonna do it we're gonna do it yeah so just i'm thinking about
1: spooktober
0: i don't know it's yeah i like it here for it i think spooktober. we're gonna do it yep or maybe Ugh.
1: see part of me wants to say spooky tober because spooky hour but then that sounds silly anyways Spook-tober we're doing something schooler. fun for you guys <laughs> it's coming it's getting spooky up in here and that's all we have to say because that's we don't it. want to ruin it okay, we don't want to ruin it yeah we don't want to ruin it i, I could talk about it a lot we just yeah. did that for like two hours already
0: <laughs> we did we did so we hope you but guys are, are stoked for
1: it because we're freaking stoked for it
0: yeah i'm so excited And then after Halloween, it's Christmas.
1: Yeah, we should probably do something for them for Christmas. I guess. I don't know what yet. I already have episodes
0: ready, you guys. Oh, shit. Do you really? Yeah, I do. See,
1: here's my thing. I do true crime. So, like, I'm just going to ruin Christmas and talk about people who were brutally killed on Christmas. (laughs) I mean, true. (laughs) Like
0: what? (laughs) You got nothing else.
1: I'm here for it, though. That's how I would like to celebrate Christmas, watching people get brutally murdered this is going a dark twisted turn guys oh, i quick. needed this it's been a week like it was a week on monday it's it's thursday now and it's still a fucking week yeah it's yeah so thanks for joining us uh yeah. on, on monday in around. the future
0: <laughs> oh yeah we hope you guys had a good weekend
1: i know i will i'm going away Always getting i'm getting tattooed i'm getting tattooed i'm a little bit worried about the hotel thing because like covid and all that but, like, I'm very fucking excited to be away from my house for a few days. Yeah.
0: And just, it's like, not be an adult for a minute. Seriously. I'm more excited to see your tattoos.
1: Yes. Our, oh, my, our lovely logo maker, Hannah, is doing them. We love our lovely logo maker.
0: We do. She made the best logo ever. We
1: love him very much. So, yeah, I'll probably post those somewhere. And, yeah, everyone will see them. And, yay. Um. <laughs> she sounds so excited. I i just know the like devastation afterwards so actually getting tattooed isn't that bad but um i swell like a motherfucker and oh sorry dad uh <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah I'm, I'm doing my arm and stuff and i get like crazy swellbo, and i just i can't bend i can't straighten, swelbo. i can't do anything it's just it's a week of whining and then it's really pretty <laughs> but yeah so uh, we hope everyone had a good weekend happy monday time to get spooky anything time else you want to add
0: I don't really have any banter.
1: Me either. I mean, just, my life just, is
0: just so boring.
1: Halloween is coming, and that's the
0: only thing good in our lives. <laughs> yeah. So, spooky time. Spooky mine's time. a little bit. Mine's a little bit short again this week, but I needed to talk about it. Eventually, it was going to happen. Okay. Um, but we're going to talk about the Dullahan. The who? The who? The what? The habre who weddy? The chica chica Doolahan. <laughs> <laughs> And that's it. That's all it is. It's just that's that. It. That was the episode. Bye, guys. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the Doolahan is the Irish version of the Headless Horseman. Oh. Yeah. So cool. this legend comes way, way, way before Washington Irving's uh, 1820, "The Legend of Sleepy Hollow." Way before that. So it's like he kind of like stole the idea. Let me tell you.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. The Doolahan is a lot more sinister. So the legend is said to have started about fifteen hundred years ago, um, when this dude—I'm just calling him a dude—named um, <laughs> Tiger Mass ruled Ireland. Uh, he legitimized um, human sacrifice. He followed a Celtic god named Crom Dove. Crom Dove. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I'm probably not, but <laughs> here we are. So Crom was a fer- fertility god and demanded human lives each year and would preferably like these human sacrifices to be headless. So they he wanted them decapitated. That's what oh. he liked. Yeah. So this leader <laughs> was like worshipping him. Um so he he did that. He sacrificed men, women, and children by chopping their heads off and that's wow. that's what happened. Yeah. Um uh the worship of this god continued until the 6th century but that's when christianity started to spread across ireland so with christianity it was obviously not okay to just just beheading people um somewhat frowned upon (laughs) somewhat frowned upon so it was pretty much though yeah (laughs) that's a whole other topic (laughs) i can't stand you don't get divorced just fucking chop their heads all the time yeah um so it was pretty much denounced so people stopped doing this and that's what happened so this god was really upset and he got really mad um it said that crom dove took on a physical form to Ooh. be able to still get these souls that he so desires and thus the dullahan the harbinger of death Ooh, was made. that's so yeah. spooky it is very spooky it's very it's a very 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 halloween tale and i hope i hope you feel spooky we're getting it. into it early eh yeah we are Ooh. we are um the dullahan first appeared in 19th century um irish folklore um there are two books fairy legends by t crofton croker and fairy in the folktales of the irish peasantry by william b yates it's a long-ass title I know. I'm pretty sure the first one the fairy legends there's like more to the the title, but I couldn't read the actual book because it was all blurry cuz someone just took a picture of it. Oh, so here we are. It's longer than fairy legends. <laughs> fairy legends and more. <laughs> and more. Um so as I said the Doulahan is a headless horseman. It can be male or female and is also known to carry their head in their arms or somewhere on their persons whether it was like in the their bag on their horse, they still had it. <laughs> Saw so the like side side. Yeah. It's like you get pulled over and they're like, Sir, what's in your bag? You just pull it ahead. Yeah, <laughs> <And> it's fine. <laughs> um so the eyes of their head are said to still move around and be able to see. And yeah, that the hand will hurt. Yeah, will lift the head up to be able to see far distances. I wish I could do that, because so I'm So really wait, blind. hold on, can
1: he see what like can the headless part also see, or does
0: he use He's... the head entirely to see? He's supposed to have supernatural sight. Ah. Yeah. So it's yep. like it's like glasses. It's yeah. like pull out my
1: glasses. And <laughs>
0: just hang it up and see far away. Rose. <laughs> this is where glasses started, you guys. Oh my god. <laughs> um so in some tales, the horse is also headless.
1: Oh no. So people have one
0: yeah people have wondered why like in some of these tales the horse is headless but a theory behind it is that back in whatever century it was people were decapitated because they also believed that the person's soul was in their head so once you've decapitated them that's like the worst thing you can do because you're removing their soul as Mm -hmm. well so they can't go up into the (laughs) heavens and live their best lives um so they also believed that if you killed um someone and buried them with their pet it was also considered to be an insult oh. so th- yeah so they would decapitate both person and pet and bury them together in some sort of like sick and twisted insult so that's, that's where they weird yeah that's where they think this um legend of the horse also being which is funny because like i would from. be honored
1: to be buried with my
0: pets if they died at the same time sure i will die when rupert dies <laughs> <That's> <laughs> just I mean, that, that, true. <laughs> but if it's like you die and then you're just like kill my dog because he so, has like, to be
1: buried with me. Hold on, imagine though that he like so he took over someone's body, right? Like this god
0: person, basically he he took human form.
1: Oh, okay. So I was gonna say like, yeah. what if this person was buried with like a cat, <laughs>
0: like ride his
1: noble cat. riding around a cat, around. yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah so there's there's two kind of legends to it it's like some say that it actually is this god and others just say it's some sinister creep demon headless horseman dude gross that there, there's some people say there's multiple of them and they all just hang out have a party and go <laughs> bowling with their heads or something <laughs> it's my kind of party <laughs> right
1: <gasps> oh my god that's gnarly
0: uh, yeah so the doulahan also carries a whip and it's made out of a human spine oh if what the you- fuck that's yeah. actually kind
1: of badass <laughs> first right? i was creeped out but i was like no that's
0: gangster yeah. <laughs> um so if you happen to see the doula but they didn't like call out your name um they don't like being seen so they will like whip your eyes out with their whip spine wow. and they th- yeah or they'll throw like buckets of blood at you oh god ew very casual so yeah, literally. Um, so the doulahan can pass through any locks and any gates, so there's no stopping it. You can't hide. The doolahan isn't like the banshee, which I talked about in an earlier mm-hmm. episode. The banshee isn't necessarily evil. She kinda like warns of death, whereas the doolahan um is like the bringer of death. Yeah. So she will just be like, Hey, just warning you that you're gonna die eventually, where he's like he shows up and he calls someone's name and you're dead. Um he collects the souls. So it's said that when a Doulahan stops riding, a person is going to die. So the Doulahan will call, um, will then call out a victim's name and their soul will immediately be taken and they die instantly. So it's not like a warning. Like if he shows up, wow. you're dead. Yeah. Whereas the Banshee, she comes up, hey, you're going to die. And like a week later, you'll die. Um, so that's the difference between them two. Um, it's supposed to hunt on the darkest nights, but also on festival evenings. Yes halloween halloween. halloween i didn't we're doing something for halloween and i didn't actually mean to like do no this is a episode great episode no i but love like, it yeah i didn't mean to but here we
1: are no so. it works because mine mine kind of briefly touches upon spooky shit so like that was my mindset too is yeah. like let's get into it <laughs>
0: so you guys are welcome you're getting a whole we're starting to a little bit early, bit early. early. but like yeah. very lightly
1: touching upon
0: it just, just very, very lightly lightly. <laughs> lightly um so there is a defense against the Doolahan in case you ever see one um so it's gold so apparently they're absolutely terrified of it oh yeah so Do you, they're you like the single ladies dance and like yeah <laughs> Flash i your wonder ring. if it'll be i wonder if it's like only yellow gold though
1: Ooh, i have yellow i'm okay
0: i'm allergic to yellow so i can't wear yellow gold
1: on this is not important but i honestly hated yellow gold until i inherited this ring and all of a sudden i liked it i don't know if it's just because of the ring or if it's just that i never wore it like i never yeah. wore jewelry
0: <laughs> yeah, but yeah I've, I mean, um so there is one person that reported seeing the doula hand. um he was chased down this he heard so he heard like hooves and like the sound of a horse and when he turned around the doulahan was standing there the doula chased after him and he's he started running and he actually tripped over his own feet and when he fell a gold pocket watch fell out of his pocket uh-huh and that's what stopped the Doolahan. and he like so it just like stopped sin- him in his tracks yeah it made some sinister noise and it just disappeared some kryptonite there man yeah can you imagine being terrified of gold that'd be crazy i don't that's, know why it's the exact
1: opposite i'm fucking i would love more gold in my brain. <laughs>
0: Um, so, there's also something called the Death Coach. This oh. coach is part of the Doolahan legend. This coach would have about four, four or six horses, and the coach wheels were made out of human thigh bones. Oh. Yeah. The coach is also made of human flesh. Oh. Yeah. It gets worse. And they have lit up human heads on top of the coach mm. used as lanterns. Mm, of course yep. they do. Yep. It's also said it can travel in packs, so there can be more than one. The sight or sound of this coach warns everyone who witnesses it that death of themselves or a loved one um, will happen. And as the death coach comes to Earth to wreak havoc, it can never return empty. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Yep. So that is the legend of the Doolahean. I like that one very i like that very one a short, lot but very creepy
1: very spooky we're getting into the spooky spirit already and i'm yeah. absolutely loving it i like that a lot actually that was a good one yeah you I were like start with my talking ancestors. shit about it you fucking you, that was a marketing was. tactic on your end
0: yeah. <laughs> i love it <laughs> it's just a small one i didn't have i had a rough week guys so you guys That's got insane. one of the ones i know about that isn't that
1: detailed but it's fucking yeah. creepy i liked it it was super creepy
0: but yeah so um uh Don't I said to not go out at night, especially on festival nights. And if you do, bring gold. So lots and lots of gold. Yeah, I love that. Okay,
1: so with that, I guess we'll get into to murder. Murder. More spooky. More. So there is a little, little bit of spooky in this episode. I was telling Danielle when I started reading, like, a little bit about it, I was like, oh, shit, this is spooky. What a great episode to, like, sort of get into spooktober. Um, but it's not as much spooky as I hoped for. <laughs> so... <laughs> There's just a teeny just, tiny just bit, just gonna give you
0: like a little a little caress of spooky, if you will, a little little bit of dusting. Yeah, a little dusting of dusting. spooky, just to, just yeah. to
1: get you ready. You need to warm up for this shit. Yeah. Um, this is your prep episode for Spooktober. Exactly, we're just yeah. we're just warming up. <laughs> um, so today I'm gonna tell you guys about the Richardson family massacre. Uh, this story takes place in Medicine Hat, Alberta. I wanted to note that because we love a Canadian story. I don't know if you noticed, I did a Canadian story for a special episode too yep um so jasmine richardson was a normal girl described as being social and outgoing until she turned 12 years old aren't we all um she started getting into darker music and began attending local punk shows in her area she started dressing uh like a goth and spending most of her time on vampirefreaks.com, which dug Shut up like the, the darkest part of my childhood memory i oh have my a vampire God. freaks out there somewhere so do i i don't know That's what so it funny. is i don't know I, i'm definitely on there though so yeah vampire freaks fucking wow um throwback she, <laughs> she became more introverted and, oh they also mentioned that she's on myspace and stuff too but like vampire freaks is just it's hilarious um yeah. <laughs> uh, she became more introverted and transitioned into your classic teenaged emo kid uh well this could be concerning enough for some parents it was only the very tip of the iceberg one night while attending a show jasmine met 23 year old jeremy Steinkey. 12 year old jasmine and 23 year old jeremy instantly fell in love and began talking online and attending more shows together the pair grew closer and eventually started dating 12 year old jasmine and 23 year old jeremy um consensual yeah totally i you're we're not gonna get into that (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Besides being a predator, Jeremy was also a pretty messed up person. Uh he grew up with an alcoholic mother who often brought home abusive boyfriends. Jeremy was assaulted on multiple occasions by uh her his mother's boyfriends. He was bullied terribly in school and had attempted suicide on one occasion. Uh he obviously had a rough upbringing which somewhat explains where this story ends up going. Um, when jeremy was 13 he developed a persona and fully submerged himself in it he would tell people that he was actually a 300 year old werewolf who controlled his bloodlust by wearing a vial of actual blood around his neck Uh, so he too became one of those gothy emo kids to add some extra pizzazz to his story so he looked like this like dark uh, like he wore eyeliner he wore a lot of black he spiked his hair and he wore a vial of blood around his neck because he's a werewolf.
0: I was gonna say because he's. Did you ever see that video? Of those kids hanging out at the mall, and it's like a group of werewolves, and they just fucking growl at everybody. And you're oh like, Oh my god, what yes. The that's what i'm picturing i
1: don't think he's that bad i think he was more of like the i'm so dark and sensitive you know
0: (laughs) okay edward collins shut the fuck up uh
1: side note carl i tried to make carl watch this documentary about teens who are addicts and they go to this like addict school and one of the kids in the addict school had like hardcore emo hair and he's like sitting (laughs) in his guitar wearing a nirvana shirt and he he's like he's like i'm a songwriter because i have a lot of feelings and like i'm not even kidding and he's like he's singing a song he's just like i want to die i already dead inside i'm like wow (laughs) fucking same
0: (laughs) and you guys we can make fun of emo kids because we are we are emo kids kids? oh god you were playing on
1: leaving that in that's embarrassing uh for more of my (laughs) songs check out my album
0: uh (laughs) but yeah (laughs) it's called death by me
1: (laughs) oh god suffocate my life because
0: i love you uh
1: stabby rip stab stab <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so my first thought here is that he created this persona in order to feel strong and powerful against his p- abusive parental figures. Um, so it's like a defense mechanism, sort of like he, he was escaping his reality through this. Um, mm-hmm. It ended up becoming much more sinister than that. Uh, yeah. But I definitely think there's some sort of mental illness or something happening here. Never mentioned in my research. I just want to say that. But just just a hunch I have, I think this is something he created to escape his situation.
0: Yeah. Um, so Jeremy- we've all been there where we try to escape from certain situations but we don't kill people so no yeah there's a line you guys um
1: <laughs> so jeremy kept this persona going all the way through adulthood uh up to when he met young jasmine young 12 year old jasmine um she was well 12, th- 12, <laughs> 12. 12 i don't 12. know if i fucking have said that enough but she was 12 <laughs> um she was enthralled by his stories and his dark vibes uh she became even more withdrawn from her family and submerged deeper into the dark side her parents mark and deborah grew concerned and started to do some snooping to try to understand why their daughter had become so dark this is when they discovered the wildly (laughs) and i wrote 12 ruled again here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is where they discovered the wildly inappropriate relationship between 12 year old jasmine and 23 year old jeremy it's just it's just so gross yeah, um is. so they were understandably upset and banned their daughter from contacting this man ever again uh they should have immediately called the police but that's that's a whole other issue um this didn't sit well with a couple jeremy made a blog post to express his anger and it reads quote payment my lover's rents are totally unfair they I can't <laughs> sounds like he's 12 this makes sense now my lover's (laughs) rents are totally unfair they say that they really care they don't know what it is going on they just assume their throats i want to slit finally there shall be silence their blood shall be payment um so like i just want to say that this while it sounds like a threat was very common for the time to write shit like that on your myspace blog like yeah we were really weird okay i don't know what was wrong with us but i can't say i ever did
0: that though so
1: i mean you at one point definitely had cut my wrist and black my eyes as in my msn caption like everyone
0: did that oh god yeah
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs)
0: But I I, I don't think I
1: ever talked about killing anyone's parents though.
0: No. Um, so
1: they they began to discuss plans uh, in which they could run away and be together forever. Uh, Jasmine didn't want anyone to come between her and her true love, not even her family. She emailed Jeremy one night with a plan that would ensure that her emailed. parents wow. emailed, yeah, emailed, <laughs> um, with a, so she emailed him with a plan that would ensure that her parents wouldn't stop them from being together. Jasmine eat. Oh, jasmine's email reads quote it begins with me killing them and ends with me living with you jeremy replied quote well i love your plan but we need to get a little more creative with like details and stuff jasmine and jeremy laid out a plan to kill her family jasmine was quite proud of this plan in fact she told several friends about it um there's even photos on her vampire freaks account where she's holding a gun uh however no one took her seriously everyone thought she was just taking this goth thing a little too far and trying to look cool for the internet i will say um as we've said we both remember this era of the internet we were hardcore emo kids um we were it's really really common during this time to see like knives or brass knuckles in pictures or like even people using oh like God, fake blood and knuckles. stuff like that brass yeah. knuckles were fucking everywhere. Um, for some reason violence was like really cool everyone just wanted to look brutal as fuck Um, (laughs) uh, there's probably something embarrassing with me holding a fucking kitchen knife or something Um, probably definitely. on, (laughs) on the night of april 22nd 2006 jasmine had snuck out to have a date night with jeremy Uh, The two cuddled at his house and watched a movie called Natural Born Killers. For those who haven't seen this movie, a.k.a. me... I was like, at (laughs) (laughs) home. Yeah, a quick synopsis. The movie is about a serial killer couple who somehow become media darlings during their killing spree. They're they're portrayed as celebrities in the media and celebrated as they kill. It looks at the sick fascination people have, uh, people like us have with crime. Uh, An interesting movie choice given their next date night. The following night, April 23rd, 2006, the couple went to Jasmine's home and carried out their plan. Jeremy attacked Mark and Deborah in the basement, stabbing them multiple times. While Jasmine went upstairs and found her eight-year-old brother Tyler, she slit his throat while her parents were being murdered just downstairs. And in later, she had a brother. She had a little brother that she killed. Yeah, eight-year-old boy. Um,
0: I'm so rattled. Right
1: yeah, now. it's disgusting um in a later interview jasmine said that she didn't want to kill her little brother but she thought that it was better to kill him than to leave him alone without parents uh just really really sick and sad and very disturbing um she obviously was not in her right mind like the, there's no way that you no. you make that assumption well it's better to kill an eight-year-old than like i i can't even um just don't even kill
0: anybody you dick just yeah just
1: like why are you even starting in the first place Um, so the next day april 24th a young boy who was a friend of tyler's popped by the richardson's home to call on his friend he peeked in the basement window when no one answered the door and ran away screaming uh he ran home to tell his mother that he had seen the bodies of mark and deborah laying in the richardson family home uh inspector brent sakodinak uh arrived on the grizzly scene hoping to be able to save someone in the home uh because the the little boy i guess was like confused and overwhelmed and must have just said like they were hurt or something so he thought that there was going to be someone alive still in the home um Unfortunately, he was too late and all three members of the family were pronounced dead. It appeared as though Deborah was attacked first and Mark attempted to save her and fight back with a screwdriver found on the scene. But sadly, his attempts were unsuccessful. Um, Investigators quickly learned that the Richardsons had a second child, who was Jasmine, uh, who was now missing, so they thought. They announced a missing person search, thinking that Jasmine had been kidnapped by whomever slayed the entire family. um, And they were obviously very sadly mistaken. During their investigation, police dug through the computers found in the family home. That's when they stumbled on the emails between Jasmine and Jeremy and realized that their missing person search had actually become a manhunt for two violent killers. It took officers only a few hours to track down Jeremy's truck. Witnesses had called into the police station after overhearing the couple describing how they had, quote, gutted and killed victims like a fish while dining at a local restaurant. Uh, The two were celebrating their victory and the start of their new lives. Their celebration was short-lived, and the pair was arrested the very same day the victim's bodies were discovered. So they did get pretty far away, but them being so loud and proud about what they did I ended up getting them caught. Yeah. Um, I mean, good. The case went... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The case went to trial in 2007 with Jasmine who is now 13 ending up pleading not guilty. She claimed that her <laughs> conversations with the yeah, guy, she wafer it. She claimed that her conversations with Jeremy were hypothetical and that she never intended to kill her family. She basically you pinned brother. it all on her boyfriend. She killed her brother. <laughs> like she basically pil- <laughs> she basically pinned it all on her boyfriend even though the email evidence points at her as being the mastermind behind the murders so she not that she talked him into it but she was the first one to bring it up she was the first one to be like let's fucking do it like yeah he's a, he's a full-grown adult who who could have made a decision there um they're both fucked up yeah they're both very messed up people um the jury wasn't buying it and she was found guilty of three counts of first degree mort- mortar 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 <laughs> a recounts a first degree murder and given the maximum sentence for a youth um danielle's about to yell six years in jail followed by four years supervision in the community 10 Go years for yourself. wiping out her
0: entire family canadian ten government years. what the fuck is your problem what the fuck
1: unfortunately in juvenile cases they really 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 believe in the rehabilitation but like 10 years is just it's simply not enough it's simply no. not enough uh, the following year, Jeremy Steinke was convicted of three counts of first-degree murder as well. As he was 25 at the time of conviction, he was sentenced to life in prison without parole for 25 years. So I guess justice was like half-served.
0: Um, but this means that c- Dick Turd is out. What's that? Is she out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <I'm sorry.
1: laughs> Danielle's just shaking her head. <laughs> um I can't. So, the couple continued their twisted relationship from behind bars. They often exchanged letters where they spoke about marriage and spending the rest of their eternal werewolf lives together. Um,
0: None of the letters- I was going to say, I was going to be like, oh, they're going to have little werewolf puppies. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Them and their litter. Yeah. (laughs) None of the letters, however, uh, mentioned any remorse for the killings. In fact, Jasmine has never explicitly expressed remorse in any way, shape, or form. She's still not even admitted to the killings um they're not the least bit sorry for what they've done yeah uh jasmine underwent extensive rehabilitation and treatment during her stay in juvie uh psychiatric assessments diagnosed her with conduct disorder and oppression uh, oh sorry an oppositional defiant disorder um in 2016 What's at,
0: conduct disorder
1: a mental disorder diagnosed in childhood or adolescence that presents itself through a repetitive and persistent pattern of behavior in which the basic rights of others or major age appropriate norms are violated so it just sounds like they don't give a fuck you know what i mean like they're yeah they have no uh understanding of rules and regulations in any aspect of life yeah um in 2016 at 22 years old she was released from custody uh several people in the community were outraged at her release but there's simply just nothing to be done about it she was a minor at the time of the murders and she was charged as such Um, just this year her record was wiped clean of the murders for quote good behavior so she doesn't have a record anymore
0: so she just gets slapped on the wrist and be like
1: "Uh, yeah you have
0: no more family to kill so you're
1: fine yep she is now 26 years old and lives under a new identity in a secret location Um, it's not currently known whether or not she's still in contact with jeremy he's still in jail Um, she's believed to be the youngest person ever convicted of multiple murders in all of canada uh jeremy steinkey remains in prison serving his sentence he's eligible for parole in 2033 uh when asked why he had murdered jasmine's family jeremy said quote when you find your soulmate you do anything for them i did anything the end
0: (laughs) (laughs) we love when an episode ends with a heavy sigh i just one she's younger than us yeah she is younger than us yeah this little dick ter- i don't care i so, do not care if you're rehabilitated you're a piece of shit you literally killed your fucking eight-year-old brother and disgusting. have no remorse so yeah, it. yeah it's just and you're out of jail wow I um
1: so i found a reddit forum that that talks about her uh big old allegedly here because none of this comes from legitimate sources but she was attending a university i don't want to say the name mostly because mm-hmm. i don't remember it <laughs> <laughs> And i believe she was taking like psychology or something which is very interesting considering her history yeah but i guess people started to figure out who she was and started like petitions and all this stuff to like get her off the campus and that was like her last known location was this university
0: okay so i mean yeah. it's so hard because like i'm annoyed at it because like obviously our system justice system is fucking stupid like i understand some people can be rehabilitated and like accidents happen and whatever but she planned out her family's murder yeah it's
1: very hard in this case so i'm a huge fan of of, of rehabilitation in prisons yes. but i f- especially for juvenile cases but i feel like it's 10 years is, is still not enough no. Like no probation, no, you know what I mean? Like she's not being yeah. watched. It's it's cleared from her record. Like
0: are you kidding me? Yeah. She, she, she should. Like they I feel like the public has a right to know now who she is and where she is because like just because she's okay now doesn't mean she's going to be okay in 10 years.
1: Yeah, exactly. You don't know. You um don't. so this um this made me think of uh we got a, a message on our Twitter which is hopping lately. We went from like 50 followers to almost 300 followers in like a couple weeks. So I don't know what happened, but thanks. Whoa, <laughs> thanks guys. Um, so someone, uh, was from, uh, fuck Queensville, Queensville, Ontario, where Christine Jessup went missing from, from last week's episode from yep yeah, From our surprise episode, surprise episode. Was it a surprise episode? Okay. It yeah. Was. Um, and, uh, she was saying that the, the town is still sort of haunted by, by what happened because th- that person's still on the loose they still haven't found them yeah and uh, she was saying she doesn't let her kids walk around even on their own property at night to this day
0: yeah so like you because really it's, it's, it's a
1: it's a valid fear to say you don't know what she's gonna be like in 10 years it's a very exactly. valid fear yeah. we would hope that the rehabilitation worked. like i said i am a huge fan of like rehabilitation especially in juvenile cases but it's
0: just same yeah uh, it's just feels like a sting a it's little just, bit it's just like case by case though like this case she full out plotted her family's murder like yeah. she's the one who planned it therefore there is like it's all premeditated there yeah the, there has to be more than 10 years like if i can understand like being a juvenile and um maybe being in the wrong crowd and you shoot somebody but it's not planned it just happens or you end up killing them yeah I can or the like gang initiations
1: is a big thing yeah. too that like you know you want to stop gangs you want to get gangs off the street uh put them put put them in juvie don't get me wrong put them in juvie but rehabilitate them don't don't keep them in the prison system you know what i mean
0: yeah like i feel like that that to me works but for someone who's 12 years old and plans her family's murder is a little different
1: yeah that's yeah she she needed more than 10 years i don't know what she needed i can't like as much as i would like to say life in
0: prison she yeah. was a child she was 12 yeah like, and then again we don't know her so and then there's we also don't know those what she's uh, like now.
1: the those two boys in uh london that i never remember the, their names that like brutally murdered that two-year-old boy yeah they were only 10 when that happened and they're both out and about one guy has yeah. been fully rehabilitated is listening is is doing as he should and the other guy is back in jail for being a pedophile
0: yeah so
1: it's a coin toss. Humans in general are a coin toss, but I, being me, like to believe in the good in
0: people. She's I don't a know Libra. Why. I'm a Libra.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I said that at work today. It was hilarious,
0: <laughs> and everyone's probably just like, "That's nice, Ollie.
1: I was talking about how I'm, I, I'm just like such an introvert, and I never go out and stuff. And Cam was like, "Well, you're so good at trade shows, blah blah blah," and I was
0: like, "I'm a Libra.
1: I can I'm turn it on and off."
0: <laughs> but yeah, that was a crazy episode. I know mine was really short. Sorry, guys, but get ready for spooktober spooktober is coming we hope that we tickled your pickle a little bit get got you ready a little bit what
1: you don't like that tickling (laughs) i don't like that tickle your pickle (laughs) (laughs)
0: don't like it (laughs) ah well we hope we tickled them regardless (laughs) (laughs) why do you listen to us you guys (laughs) let us know in the comments below Below. yeah you can come talk about pickles with holly if you'd like i please do i
1: fucking love pickles (laughs)
0: If you want to talk about more um Irish legends And pickles or Yeah and pickles. <laughs> Get out of here, Holly. I'm trying to do my speech. Okay guys. This is two minutes of us just laughing at pickles. <laughs> Welcome to the Pickle Hour. <laughs> oh God. Um, if you want to come talk about some irish legends with us or if you want to talk about this crazy case and rant about how our system is all system, justicism- our justice system is also fucked up you can find us on instagram at a spooky hour podcast you can find us on twitter at spooky hour and if you have any spooky stories that you want featured on our spooky tales episode you can email them into the spooky hour podcast 666 at gmail.com i
1: don't want to say too much but spooktober is coming so i would highly recommend getting your spooky tales in now
0: yeah and that's Just not saying. the only exciting thing that's happening so
1: uh with that i guess we'll see you very soon yeah. get real spooky you guys
0: we are get ready get ready this was like like a prequel
1: wait i guess mm. i can't really say stay spooky if we're getting spooky
0: yeah i'm right, gonna well, do it
1: anyways stay
0: spooky y'all <laughs> stay spooky friends bye bye